welcome to Oral Presentations, episode 45. Octopus, worst roommate to the aquarium world. We are going to be going over octopus. Uh, I'm going to talk about how their body's built. Are they smart or not? Behavioral issues, mating, and why they don't rule the ocean yet. Uh, I picked this one because I know of octopus, but I don't really, I, I just don't really think about them that much. And I mean, I feel like everybody kind of knows octopus exists, but I don't really think anybody really, unless you study octopus, like does any, do you have any idea where the fuck those things came from or how they, or what, how they, how they are every now and then somebody will, will talk about how they're smarter than humans. And I, I remember hearing that years ago. I, I just had like an emotional reaction. It was like, oh, fucking K. All right. Octopus on the smarter than humans. Will you stop it like an idiot? And, uh, and so I was finally like, all right, well, I'm just going to see what's going on. Cause I don't know. There's nothing else that looks like them. I don't know how, how they're living. And, uh, and honestly coming off of spades last week, I wanted a topic that I kind of cared about because spades was so much fun to do. And I learned it from real people and like got to meet a bunch of people and all this other shit. And so coming off of that, I was like, ah, this is going to be a tough one to get excited about. So I picked octopus. And I looked into it, and it, and it didn't really break open until I found out. Until I started finding out, like how they hang out, like, how they are, like their behavior, and that's where the title comes from. Because they are the worst. They're the worst aquarium roommates of all time. And specifically, what I found out. All right, I'll just tell you this now. So, if you run an aquarium and you have an octopus there, like you either have to have a lid on that tank, or you have to make sure that there's a way that those octopus stay in that tank. Because before we even get to like how octopus are or whatever, okay. So if you own an aquarium, you got octos. You got you got a couple octos in there. Really put a lid on that fucking tank because in like a, a handful of occasions, not just once, octopus have waited for like the aquarium to close, and then they'll they'll crawl out of their own tank and then go into another tank which they can see, eat a fish from that other tank, and then before it opens back up. They'll just go back into their own tank and be swimming around there, act like they're asleep. And then somebody will come in the next day, like an aquarium person will come and be like, what the fuck happened to Gary the sunfish? And the, the octopus will just be chilling like, I'm not really sure what. I was asleep all night. What do you mean? What, Gary Gary left? What, what, he leave? I don't know. I don't know. Did you see? He leave a note? Why are you asking me? I didn't. Now nah, I'm going to skip breakfast, honestly. I'm going to skip breakfast. I, I'm putting on weight from the pandemic, so I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip a meal. I ate him. I fucking ate him. Check the cameras. I did it. What are you gonna do? Nobody was coming here to see Gary. They come to see the octopus, baby. What are you gonna do? Kill me? Fuck you. So I found that out, dude. They're the worst aquarium roommates. They've done that so much. They've also fucked up aquariums in other ways, but it's just because they're so intelligent that they get bored. We'll get into it when we talk about behavior. But that was the one thing I found because I was still kind of like ho humming on this topic a little bit. And then I found out that, like, if you don't keep it locked down in the aquarium and they can see other tanks, in the middle of the night, they'll just crawl out and just go eat something and then go back in their tank like nothing happened. They're the worst fucking roommates. And be like, I don't know, man. Where'd your leftovers go? I'm not sure. Why would you ask me like that? I feel, like, a little offended. You ask me because I'm an octopus? What the fuck, man? I'm just hanging out here. I forgive you. It's okay. They're scumbags, dude. I love them. I, I love them. But we'll get into them. They're the weirdest... Let's go through just like the just the nuts and bolts of an octopus because it's way more complicated than I thought. I don't. I mean, they look strange as fuck, so I don't really know what I was expecting. 
But let's talk about how octopus are actually built. All right, by the way, hi, how you doing? We kind of jumped into this one, but I wanted to tell you that story about octopus fucking jacking fish in the middle of the night and acting like they didn't do anything. I'm, I'm all right. I hope you guys are doing good. I, uh, it's been like an animal's kind of week. Because I knew I was doing octopus, so I've been looking at animals all week. And then today, uh, I went and, uh, I went down, there's like a pond by where I'm staying. And my niece and nephew came over and we went and fed the geese. I had that idea because I can't, I, I, on my walks, I'll walk by the pond sometimes. You see some geese or some ducks. But I can't, I've. I have a shaved head and I have a mustache now, so I can't bring bread down there by myself and just be feeding the ducks or the geese. <laughs> That's like a 33-year-old man with a mustache and a shaved head feeding fucking bread to the animals alone. I just don't... I mean, maybe that would be okay, but I would feel insecure doing that. So my niece and nephew came over. I was like, you guys trying to feed the ducks? What's up? And then I was I didn't expect them to love it that much. My, my niece especially. She was like, the ducks? I was like, I was taken aback by how much she liked the ducks. Also, if you're going to... Go feed ducks uh, bread with little kids. Here's a pro tip. Not that I'm an expert at it, but I found this out. So she was throwing the bread, and she was she was arcing it too much. She was, like, rainbowing it. And I was like, all right, well, I can't change her throwing mechanics. But if you're giving a little kid bread to throw at ducks, before you do it, like, uh, roll it in your hand. Remember when you used to, like, throw shit in high school at people? <laughs> like, in the middle of class? You ever had, like, a fun class where you're throwing, like, spitballs back and forth at each other? It would be, oh, it's always better to pack that paper so you can really get some, like, you can get some speed on that thing to get it across the room. Same kind of, th same kind of thing here. If you're giving your niece bread to throw at ducks, roll it into, like, a ball so it's kind of like a little golf ball because uh, if you don't do that, then it'll catch wind. I started doing that. She was, she was throwing that bread at ducks. Anyway, so it's been, like, a wildlife kind of kind of weekend. She had fun. I was taken aback with how much she loved the duck. I forgot little kids can be impressed by ducks like that. It was nice, so... I'm doing all right. It's a nature kind of weekend. So we're going to get in a, I was doing octopus. I was like, we'll go see some ducks. I don't know, maybe that. Cause I was still insecure about the topic at that time. So I was like, I don't really give a shit about octopus. It was before I found out that they'll just eat other fish in the middle of the night and then act like they didn't do anything. So it's been kind of a nature weekend. We're having a nice time. I'm not David Attenborough, but hopefully you walk away with some octo facts after this, huh? All right. Octopus. How the fuck are these things put together? All right. Out the gate. Octopus have three hearts. They got one main heart, and this is all in that nutsack head they got. It's called a mantle, but, I mean, if we're talking about octopus, and I want you to understand what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, that big head up top. You know what that looks like. So they got three heads in that thing, or they got three hearts in there. They got one main heart, and then they got two smaller hearts that are both attached to, like, their gills on the side of their big old head. You know what I'm saying? So they got three hearts, but as we'll go on to describe, all three of those hearts aren't always working at the same time. Like the two secondary hearts by the gills are almost always kicking around, but that main heart shuts off when an octopus is just swimming. Because if you ever watch an octopus, if you look up octopus videos, they're always crawling around. Like they're always doing that little scamper they do on the bottom of the ocean floor. That's because... When they do that, their main heart is working. Then they have all three hearts moving and shaking. When they're doing that thing, you see, where they just do like the jet and they're like, Whew, just going through the water, their main heart shuts off. I don't know. So like they don't just straight swim that much because their heart stops or their main heart stops. And then it's just the two little hearts. So they get tuckered out pretty quick when they're just swimming. That's why you always see octopus just kind of doing that little frill dance they do on the bottom of the ocean, scampering around, trying to figure shit out. 
Because they're if they don't, if they're just swimming, their main heart just stops. How about that, right? Out the gate, there's an octofact. Put it in your back pocket. They got three hearts. One of, they have heart attacks whenever they swim. And then when they start walking again, they're like, oh, we're back. Also, octopus blood is blue all the time. Like, if you get caught, we got red blood. Octopus got blue blood. Because their blood is copper-based. And human blood is iron-based. I didn't really look into the chemistry there, but that's just, if you, if you cut them. I, remember, I know in Star Trek, Klingons have purple blood, which is different. But again, different kind of blood here. Octopus, they got blue blood because it's copper-based. Check this out. Octopus skin, they have the ability to rapidly change the color and texture of their skin. It's called dynamic camouflage, and they can do this in under a second. So, like, you know how, like, people say chameleons can change their color? Which they can, but it's a little bit slower, and it's not as complex as this. Octopus can swim around, do that jet thing where their heart stops, get back on the ground, and then immediately shift into what the ground looks like and the texture of the ground. They have special, like, uh, small muscles underneath their skin that can distort their skin and it'll make it look spiky, like a coral reef or, like, algae or something like that. And they can, uh, they color match uh, with their vision whatever they're on. Like, that's, it's not, like, an instinctive thing because they've done tests in laboratories. They made them, like, turn to a chessboard and shit. Things that are not in nature. So an octopus can just land on a chessboard and then they'll have it in, like, a, a hockey penalty box. They put, like, hockey glass around this octopus. And then they have, like, a barracuda swim around it. So the octopus freaks the fuck out like it's going to get eaten. So it's got to turn to that chessboard. And then immediately the octopus is just like, whoop, chessboard out. What's up? And, and it's never seen that pattern before. It could just turn to a chessboard. Now, I did say that they change colors in their skin based upon their vision, which is true. But science doesn't really know how the fuck they do that because octopus are colorblind. So we don't know. We don't know how that's... Maybe it's like the polarization. They see different light spectrums. They don't really know, but they know that it's not an instinctive thing. They have to be mapping it off of the environment that they see. But they also know octopus are colorblind. So they're like, I don't know how it knows what color this chessboard is, but this barracuda scared the shit out of it, and it turned into a chessboard. Also, you gotta put the lid on in the middle of the night. It's gonna eat another fucking crap. <laughs> I love that they suck, dude. That they're just out there scooping other people's leftovers. But I thought that was pretty cool. Also, as far as the, ch uh, the color change skin goes, if you scare an octopus, it like most of them immediately turn all the way white. Where it's, huh? And then they'll turn red, which means they're pissed, and then they'll try to run away from you. I've watched a lot of octopus footage over the last couple of days. So if a cameraman comes up and scares them, it's all white, and then it's red to try to scare them off. And then they're, once they're like, I can't scare this creature off, then they turn white again, and then they jet away from it. And then they'll try to like chill in like some coral and then start changing colors. I actually kind of felt bad because the cameraman seemed like he was like, I mean, it's definitely science, but it seemed like the cameraman was kind of fucking with this octopus a little bit, because he, like, scared it, it got mad, followed it, and then followed it onto a coral reef, and then just kept putting the camera in its face. I felt bad for the octopus at some point in time, because it kept turning white, and then turning back into the rock, and then turning white, and then back into the rock, then running away. I was like, all right, man, you proved your point. Leave the fucking thing alone. It's been, like, three minutes. This thing's terrified. Jesus. Anyway, so octopus have dynamic camouflage and uh the reason they have those special muscles underneath that can change their texture and they also have cells in their skin called chromophores 
don't ask me what the fuck that means. That's just the name of the thing of the special kind of cells they got, and that's what makes them uh, be able to shift colors super fast, and that's what makes the color shifting possible. All right. It's kind of in the name, and everybody knows this, but octopus have eight limbs now, and the underside of each limb is covered in little suction cups that allows for expert mobility. They can also grasp prey with this, and they are also used for problem solving, which we'll get there in a second once we talk about intelligence a little more, although we already kind of talked about laboratory testing with the color change thing. I had a structure for this, but I, I don't know. I kind of like, we'll just talk about how we talk about it, okay? Anyway, so suction cups underneath, eight limbs. Also, uh, side note here, the third limb from the right on boy octopuses has no suction cups on the end because that limb also functions as his dick. I'll explain that later, but yeah, so male octopus have, uh, one of their legs is technically counts as their penis, so leg dicks on octopuses, nice. <clears throat> also, this is probably as good a time ever to say the largest species of octopus known is the giant Pacific octopus, which runs about 110 pounds, and its legs are 14 feet long. So, the 14 foot leg on that octopus. All right, well, all octopus are also venomous. How about that? I didn't know that. All of them got venom. I've, all these octopus have so many cool little like every like animals have like one or two special things. Like an anteater has a tongue, or hyenas' jaws are really strong. Octopus seems like they just like game genie evolution and got everything. But I'll talk about at the end why they don't run the ocean. It's pretty sad, honestly. But they have a ton of cool shit to them. I don't know how they're not. I mean, I do know how they're not running things, but. Even with that one disadvantage at the end, I feel like they got, they got like nine or ten cool things going on with them. Anyway, so they're all venomous. Now, there's only one type of octopus that can kill people with their venom, but all octopus, they use their venom to paralyze their prey animals, so they'll use those suction cup hands. They'll get a prey animal, crab, something like that. They'll get it in, in, in like underneath it, and they'll bring it in, and then before they start chomping it, they'll inject it with, uh, with their venom, which paralyzes the creature. And then they eat it alive. It's how nature is. They just, they paralyze. If it makes you feel better, octopus do eat crabs a lot. And I have been watching a lot of octopus eat crab videos. So I, I went and looked up, like, what's the deal with crabs? Turns out crabs are dumb as fuck. Don't feel bad for crab. They're like plants. They are not smart. And also, if you ever see crabs get eaten, they, I mean, crabs just always kind of look scared no matter what. I'm not saying I'm against crabs. I do eat crabs. I'm just saying, but if you watch octopus eat crabs, it is a little bit funny because it's just, they just move, when they're moving horizontally, crabs just look like they're scared all the time. So, I mean, and they're dumb as shit. I'm telling you, they're like plants. They're not, you know, I don't know what has a soul and what doesn't, but just crabs are dumb to the point where I didn't feel bad watching them get massacred by octopus. And that may, I may be biased because I ended up really liking octopus, but either way, they get paralyzed and they get eaten alive. It's what happens. Now, the one octopus that can kill humans uh, is the blue-ringed octopus. And, yeah, it has strong enough venom that can kill people. Now, the type of venom it has, it's a neurotoxin, uh, which is similar to, like, a pufferfish. If you've ever, like, heard that rumor about that type of sushi, I've never eaten it, but I've heard about, like, some type of special sushi you have to cut perfectly or else it'll kill you. And even then, like, one out of, I don't know, 200 people die when they eat it. I don't even know if that's real or not. That might be an urban legend. But I think it's pufferfish sushi. Pufferfish have a similar type of neurotoxin as this blue ring octopus in that if you get hit by it, uh, it goes into your, it 
fucking scrambles your eggs. It makes your nervous system not be able to talk to your muscles, so it'll shut down your breathing and, and your heart rhythm, and it might kill you. Now, I would like to say that there's only like three documented deaths in the last hundred years from blue ring octopus, and if you're on the eastern seaboard of America, these things are not hanging out. The only place that blue ring octopus hang out are like from Japan to Australia. I know there's like a handful of people in Australia listening to this, so heads up, watch out for like a golf ball sized. Uh, don't pick it up. If you see a small octopus at all down there, just don't pick it up, just in case. There's only three people that died. Do you want to be the fourth? People would know your name if you're the fourth. That'd be an embarrassing death if you're like the fourth in the hundred years. It's one every 25 years then, and you're the most recent one. Just don't pick it up. Just keep hanging out. Definitely don't pick it up and throw it at your friend because you might kill him with a neurotoxin. That's very sad. And apparently, it can kill a human in about 90 minutes if you get hit by a blue ring octopus. So, seriously, be careful. Don't pick that shit up. Come on, guys. All right, octos do not have teeth, but they do have a beak and some small teeth like on the inside that has to do with their tongue. When I say beak, it is like a bird, like a toucan beak. I'm not toucan, but like a parrot beak. It, uh, it's super sharp and they eat crabs. It's it's sharp enough that it just, it, it'll demolish crabs. It eats them alive and then it sucks them up and it leaves a shell out there. So they don't have teeth, but they got a beak. So you're going to get paralyzed. It's a terrible crab death now that I'm saying it out loud. You're going to get, you get swarmed by this terrible sea monster. You get sucked in, you get paralyzed, and then you get eaten alive by a beak. Still don't feel bad for them. They're dumb as plants. It's fine. Anyway, so, octopuses like to eat crabs, shrimp, lobsters, fish, clams, sharks, and birds. I was surprised at sharks there, but definitely... If you're a bird, there's no way you expect to die via octopus. That's a rough bird death if you get caught by an octopus. Gee, I didn't know they were plucking them out of the sky like that. I would guess it's probably like a seabird that comes to rumble in the ocean and just you just one of those ones that dives in and then all of a sudden, dude, you got hit by a tentacle. That's no good. You're getting eaten by a beak, dude. You're getting eaten by an octopus beak. You didn't expect that. Fuck. Also, uh, giant Pacific octopus, those huge ones, they are cannibals, and they will eat each other sometimes, which I'm not going to judge them for. I don't know their culture or anything like that, but that seemed pretty rough. You got two octopus trying to fucking eat each other. Must be crazy to see. How do octopuses hunt? Now, as we've covered in the piece of shit roommate aquarium example, their vision is excellent. Now, octopuses usually hunt at night, but they will eat during the day if they want a snack. Now, they usually lurk and ambush prey animals, but they can also, they chill in their den sometimes, like one of those, uh, what do you call those kind of spiders? Oh my god, I think trapdoor spider or something like that? So either an octopus will go out hunting with a number of tricks it has and just try to ambush stuff. Also, they can pick up rocks and shit. They're so smart. Or they'll just chill in a den and they'll just wait and do like the classic it clown from a sewer grate. When you walk by it, just go ahead and snatch it. And then that's, that's all you wrote. You die in a den. You die in a den, you get paralyzed, you get eaten to death. Poor crabs. Man, I don't feel, they're dumb. They're dumb. It's, it's what happens. It's the ocean. It's how nature is. Don't swim by that cove. Watch out for the clown in the sewer grate. I still don't walk near sewer grates. I haven't seen that movie in like 30 years. I just don't. It's just instinct now. Animals that eat octopus, thankfully. Uh, dolphins snatch them up. Dolphins love them some octopus. Eels fuck them up. Uh, some whales will snack on them. And check this out. Birds also snatch octopus if you can. So, got a possible bird versus octopus war going on here that we don't know about. 
say octopus ate a bird, other birds saw it, they start eating octopus. We don't know if that's going on or not. Not going to hear that on the David Attenborough program. Might be a possible bird octopus war going on here. So go ahead and put this on the end here. This is a famous part of uh, of octopus. They do shoot ink. They got ink sacs, uh, and like other squids have them too. Like um, because octopus are kind of related to squids. It's like a type of evolutionary thing. But octopus famously do have ink sacs. Now, both boys and girls have ink sacs, and this is a defense mechanism when they're threatened and being chased. When they're doing that move where they swim away and their main heart stops, they will shoot out ink every now and then. And the ink cloud is like thick and viscous, uh, uh, and it also has pheromones in it that some predators may find attractive. Like the, it's like a James Bond car. Remember like old James Bond movies, like Goldfinger and shit, when he was trying to get away from people and you have the smoke thing on the back? That's the play octopus are running. And it's pretty effective, apparently. I don't know how many times they can shoot ink. I've seen it in the video. They do it like three or four times in a row, and that cameraman wouldn't stop leaving that one octopus alone. That, that octopus had like four shots of ink in him. But apparently it's really effective, and it's sticky. So if something's trying to go and get, like, you get all sticky, the pheromones kind of smell good, I mean, you're going to give up. It's a pretty good defense mechanism right there. Uh, last thing about octopus anatomy is that octopus heads are jet engines. thought this was pretty interesting. So you know that move I just described where they do the swim away with the inkjet thing? Well, they don't, it's not just the tentacles giving them that velocity to scoot away when their heart stops. The way their head is actually built is uh, allows them to sprint at high speeds underwater. So when the gills they have with the two separate hearts suck in water and inflates that head of theirs, they can then like muscularly control the jets where that water is going to come out. And then when they exhale water forcefully through that orifice, they perform like a dash maneuver. These things are like Pokemon, dude. So if they need to get away, they have... Okay, I can either camouflage, fuck, this thing still sees me, alright, I'm gonna dash maneuver with my jet engine head, spray off some ink, and then find the nearest coral reef, and then camouflage again. Like, these things have all the tricks, dude, they got Game Shark over here, these things got, I mean, look, if I was like an armadillo, I would I would feel like I have a lot of, like, cool, art, like, evolutionary things that happen to me until I found out about fucking octopus, these things got everything, dude. So, just to recap, before we move on... Just the way octopuses are built. You got three hearts. You got blue blood. You got technicolor dynamic camouflage on command on skin. You can also change texture on that. You got eight legs with suction cups. Again, no suction cups on that one because it's also used for a secondary function. They are all venomous. They have excellent vision even at night. They shoot ink. And they got jet engine heads. Also, they're possibly at war with birds. Now. Let's get on to the intelligence thing, because this is really what I wanted to look at as far as, like, looking at octopus goes here. So, I found out octopus are, they are so smart that science doesn't really even know exactly how smart they are. Like, the behavioral traits that they display and their ability to problem solve is high level to a point where, like, science has a hard time quantifying it. I also couldn't find out if people know if octopus have, like, are conscious or not of their own self. Like, they have spatial, like, they understand what their, how big their body is because they're incredible escape artists. Like, if you put, like, any octopus, the only thing that's limiting an octopus from escaping from any, like, tank or anything like that, if they just have a one-inch opening, they can get their whole body through it because they have no bones. I might have skipped that and what, what octopus are supposed to be. They have no bones. 
The only thing that's limiting them from squeezing through any, any space at all is that beak, which is about an inch. So even one of those, even like that 600 pound, huge Pacific octopus, you give it a one, like the size of a quarter and it can figure out how to squeeze its body through there and get out. And they've, I've watched like science videos where they were having them go through mazes and there was like a little hole, the octopus goes ahead and like you put one tentacle in, put two tentacles in, back it on out. It's like that hole in the wall game show that was on for a minute where people had to jump through holes and most people sucked at it. And everybody ended up in the pool. Octopus could do that, but it could be the size of a quarter and it could be a big as shit octopus. It doesn't get, the only thing limited it is that beak of his. It's really impressive. Also, they have memory, both short and long-term memory. I found this out. So scientists put octopus in underwater mazes and here's how they figure this out. So they plunk an octopus down in an underwater maze. Now it's made out of hockey glass. So the octopus had to like feel around a little bit what's going on. And it's got some holes that are big enough to squirt through for the octopus and some holes that are just a little too small. So the first time through, the octopus has to run diagnostics on all the shit. Be like, all right, well, this is a button over here. This is a hole. I can't fit through that one. I can fit through this one. So let's say it takes like 10 minutes for the octopus to get through the maze the first time. Now, the way science tested whether or not octopus have memory is that, okay, uh, Mike the octopus made it through in 10 minutes. Nice. All right. Let's give it a half hour, and let's put Mike back in the exact same maze, and let's see how fast he does it. Turns out, Mike the octopus could run through that maze in, like, three minutes now because he was able to visually identify that, like, oh, I've been here before. Cool. And then he skirts through the maze in three minutes, thus, thus proving short-term memory. Now, they would also run subsequent experiments where the time period in between maze runs was way longer, like a week longer. And then you plop Mike the Octopus back in there, and he's still crushing it in like three minutes and 15 seconds when it took him 10 minutes the first time, which means that Mike the Octopus remembers what this maze is, thus proving short and long-term memory for Octopus. I don't know if I'm going to eat Octopus anymore. After doing this thing, these things are kind of smart. I like Octopus. I was actually thinking about eating it before this, but I kind of, I balked on that. I was like, nah, I don't know how I feel about that. If they got short and long-term memory and they're, I don't know, they're doing funny things like eating fish out of nowhere in the aquarium, being like, I don't know who did that. I don't know if I want to eat them anymore. I mean, people are definitely still going to keep eating them, but they just proved to be just way more intelligent than I expected. And it's not just memory. So I touched on this a little bit, and this also ties in with another aspect of octopus intelligence here, problem solving. Now, the mazes aren't just mazes, they also have traps, like holes, dead ends, like you have to push a button to open like a ledge, and then you gotta climb out over like a land bridge, and then go back in, because, oh, uh, I don't know if I covered this or not, but it's, I think I did, to be able to climb out of an aquarium tank and go eat Gary the sunfish and get the fuck back into your tank, octopus can go on land for short periods of time and use their limbs for like a form of locomotion to be able to just hop on dry land for a second and go from pool to pool. Again, how many abilities can one animal have? I mean, they're gross looking, but they can do a lot of cool shit. So the mazes have traps like that. Not just like land bridges, but also like buttons for drawbridges. So the, the, the octopus has to experiment with all this shit to be able to figure it out. But the way that they really judge problem solving an octopus is uh, like crab in a jar tests. Now, this is where octos really show their problem solving. Because science uses screw top jars. In different sizes, different tightnesses, different like, but basically you need a screw top jar because 
the same way there's not a chessboard that that exists in the ocean, there's no screw top jars that exist in the ocean. And they want something that there's no way that an octopus has a prior frame of reference to be able to use on this puzzle because they want to test problem solving from nothing, from tabula rasa, from scratch. How long does it take for this octopus to crack into this jar? Now, once again, we are getting into some crab murder here because you got to incentivize this octopus to solve this puzzle. So they do put a small crab in a number of different jars, and it is kind of just, it's a little bit like Crab Hostel, the movie, where you're just watching how long until this crab gets murdered. But it is impressive. It doesn't take that long. I mean, the crab is probably terrified the whole time, even if it's dumb like a plant. You got to be seeing this sea monster breaking into this thing and hoping it doesn't fucking get the fuck in there. But it gets in there every time, dude, with different speeds. And that's how they judge problem solving. Now, sometimes they'll hide the jar. They'll make it way tighter. They'll have, like, they did a baby bottle once. And the thing is, the the octopus who solved the baby bottle, because it had, like, a rubber sucker on the top, like a fake nipple, and then it had the crab on the inside of the uh, baby bottle. So they were looking for the octopus to unscrew the baby bottle and murder that crab. The octopus was just like, ah, I don't know about this. Found a way to just rip the rubber sucker off the top. Didn't even unscrew it and was like, this works. Murder the crab. Still counts for a test. Also, extra points for creativity. As far as problem solving goes, if there's a way to get in there, octopuses are going to get in there. And if you have an opening about the size of a quarter, it can get the fuck out of anything you put it in. So again, if you run an aquarium, careful. These things are crafty, dude. Aside from just being crafty, being able to get in and get out of places, octopus are also smart enough to be able to know how to use tools. I didn't know about this. So, this is an extra form of craftiness, and this is also, like, really endearing as far as I'm concerned, right? So, check this out. Here's some examples in, in the wild of octopus using tools. So, some octopus collect coconut shells and broken bottles, and then they construct underwater fortresses with them. Like, they'll, put, they'll already have, like, a den in, like, a cove kind of picked out. And then they'll go get coconuts and, like, bits of broken bottles and rocks and shit like that. And then they'll just link and log all those pieces together to be able to make, like, a fortress that'll, that'll protect them from predators. And also camouflage them so they can snatch more things and just bring them into their fortress and eat them. They're over there just building their own little castles, dude. Also, octopuses have been documented using jellyfish tentacles to help them hunt. How cool is this? Like, you know the Portuguese man of war? That, like, giant jellyfish, it's super, it'll, it'll kill people? Well, there's a species of octopus that the Portuguese man of war doesn't affect. The venom just, do, or the, the stingers don't do shit to it. So, when it's time for those octopus to hunt, if they want to hunt, like, a small shark or something, they think they might need a little bit of help, those octopus will go up to a Portuguese man of war and just rip some of those tentacles off and then use them as a weapon to hunt their prey. Which is also, I mean, that's, uh, that crab murder just got worse because now, I mean, hypothetically, you could have a crab just hanging out and that octopus is going to hit you with Portuguese man-of-war things. That's going to hurt. Suck you in. Paralyze you. Use a beak to eat you alive. That's a pretty bad crab death. I do feel bad for that one, even if they are dumb as plants. Honestly, that's a pretty bad death. Another, cool, another couple cool tricks they have uh, out in the wild they do. If they're getting hunted too bad and they have to, like, they don't have any more tricks. They use all their ink. They can't camouflage. They can't jet engine head their way away from shit. Species of octopus have shown that they can mimic different animals that are unsavory to eat for predators. So, like, if an octopus can't get away, it may turn itself into a lionfish. Which, if I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. It's a pretty common fish. I feel like you've probably seen those, but they're super poisonous. 
and they're, they're very distinct. So an octopus can manipulate its body and will float in like open water the way a lionfish will to totally mimic its behavior and then change its technicolor skin to make it look like a lionfish and then just kind of freeze and chill and just float for a second and be like, yo, I'm a lionfish, dude. Get the fuck out of here. You don't want to eat me. I'm, I'm not even an octopus anymore, dude. Look at me. Like, I'm lionfish, dude. Get out of here. And that's not the only one it does. Apparently, I've, it, I've seen it do this. It can bury itself all except for two tentacles, and it buries its head. and just has two tentacles sticking up out of the sand, and it changes them into like a zebra pattern that looks like a super poisonous sea snake if it's getting hunted too much, and it can catch a little bit of free space to try to hide itself. It'll bury everything except for two tentacles, and they just have them out being sea snake style and be like, dude, I'm a sea snake. Get out of here. I don't know where that octopus went. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's so crafty, dude. All right, so also in the wild, I thought this was cool. Octopuses run a play called the suit of armor trick. Now, again, this is if they're getting hunted and they can't get away from shit. Sea snake didn't work. Lionfish disguise, they're not buying it. You got to figure it out. How are you going to survive? They, they, uh, this, the suit of armor trick is where they use the suction cups to pick up shells and rocks and anything else that's really hard. And then they'll roll themselves into a ball like a Geodude Pokemon and then the predator has to get through all those hard shells. And hopefully the predator just gives up. Because it's no longer a soft octopus that looked delicious. Now i got to eat all these shell bits and shit. If I'm a predator, I'm a barracuda. I'm, I'm like an eel. I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't want to eat all these shells. I'm going I'm to get sick. Get out of here. I hate this. I got, I got tricked by the suit of armor play. How smart are these fucking animals, dude? Also, bonus trick. Uh, while either hunting or looking to escape from danger, they use a thing called the moving rock trick. Which is exactly what it sounds like. They'll, they'll change their skin and texture in, to look identical to a rock. And then they'll just use their tentacles underneath them. And they, they don't have their tentacles spread out. They have them like way underneath them. They kind of look like, a, like little rollers, like a robot. And they're, <laughs> they just scooch around like, what's up? I'm a moving rock. Get out of here. I'm just a rock. I came from a mountain. What is, what's going on? Don't even eat me. I'm a rock. Get out of here. And they also use it to hunt. It's the moving rock trick. I would encourage you to look up octopus videos, so I'm not doing it justice. If you watch these things and just imagine that you were friends with them, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it's pretty fun. Crafty little fucks, I love them. So yeah, I already covered that you gotta watch them if you have an aquarium. Because here's the thing, they do mischief in aquariums because they get bored. Because they're so intelligent. Like, p aquarium workers have to give them puzzles to solve and keep them stimulated, because if not... They will get sad, and some of them start eating their own arms. That can happen. An, an octopus who gets super bored in captivity, I forget the exact term for it, but at some point in time, they'll just start chomping their own arms, which isn't a big deal. I mean, it's definitely a big deal. That thing is mentally ill. You got to really you gotta get that thing and start talking to somebody, start playing with some Lego blocks or something. But if they only eat, like, one of their own arms, octopus have the ability to regrow arms. So let's say you catch it early, and he's only eating, like, half of one of his own arms. You can sit him down, give him some Lego blocks, maybe get his mood up. But yeah, if you leave an octopus board long enough in captivity, he'll just eat all his arms. So that's pretty sad. But it's just because he's bored. Uh, here's an example of craftiness in captivity. Otto, a German octopus, uh, used to crawl out of his tank and shoot a jet of water on the lights to short out the electricity in the entire aquarium. He did that more than once. I don't know how you get away with that more than once. Put a fucking lid on that thing. You had security footage. Otto was just shooting air out of his jet head. And just it's shorting out the whole circuit. I thought that was very funny. Um, 
I yeah, I covered the eating other fish and then get back in the tank, but you didn't do it. Uh oh. Oh yeah, I said uh, octopus are able to walk over dry land uh, for periods of time. That's how they can eat different shit in the aquarium. They also do that in the wild. Specifically in Australia, there's an octopus that uh, that knows like it lives in like coral reef areas where during high tide it's all ocean, but during low tide it's different pools of water. So I watched this one octopus who will just go trick or treating from different pools of water, just looking to murder different crabs. And they were filming it. And so you just come into different pools and the fish would be like, Jesus Christ, because this thing's walking from water and being like, what's up? You got any crabs in here? All right, I got to go. Bye. So fun. Craftiest animals of all time, dude. Uh, also, an octopus in San Diego did break a pipe once and flooded the whole aquarium because he was bored. It was, the, it was the pipe that was filling up his tank with salt water. So, you know, he was, I bet he was like a half step away from eating his own arms. And he was just like, I gotta do something. He reached up, broke the pipe, the whole fucking thing flooded out. Maybe you should have built that pipe differently or given him some Lego blocks, dude. Come on. Give him a maze. He's bored. You can't blame the octopus. All right. So how do these things not rule the ocean? This is, this is the sad part here because they do, they're intelligent. They got a bunch of different weapons. They got a bunch of fun tricks. Oh, also with the coconut trick, I skipped this. I looked up the coconut trick uh, because they use it to like build fortresses and stuff. But sometimes the octopus don't use coconuts to build fortresses. They'll just carry one around with it, like it's like a helmet. But they won't wear it like it's a hat. They'll keep it when they when an octopus gets a, uh, or the, at least the one that I saw, the one uh, when they get a coconut, they'll like sit on top of it with the middle of their body, and then their tentacles are long enough to just barely go around the coconut and be able to like scooch around. It, it kind of looks like a teapot ride from Disney because it's just like an octopus with very short tentacles and he looks like he's trying to smuggle a coconut around, but he's just carrying it just in case something tries to murder him. He can just pop into that coconut and be like, I'm all right, I'm, all right, I'm good. I love him. I'm so happy I did this episode. I had no faith that any of this cool shit existed. I was pretty bummed out that I was going to have to follow up spades with something that like I didn't learn in person, but... These things are fun. I, I would encourage you to go look up octopus videos, dude. So, but here's the sad part. Why don't they rule the ocean? Well, they are intelligent, dangerous, crafty, and inventive. Uh, but they don't rule the ocean because they die right after they have sex. They die almost immediately. This is the sad part of our story. And this is also why they don't, they don't run shit. But every baby octopus is an orphan, which is sad. Uh, so what happens here is when a boy octopus puts, uh, his leg, uh, that one, the, the tentacle that also acts as his penis, the leg, what happens here is that he puts that in the, the girl's head, the lady octopus's head, and then he deposits, you know, and then, uh, and then after that's done, the boy octopus swims away and dies two weeks later. That's it. Maybe three weeks later if he has a Pedialyte afterwards. Fucking, that's it. He's done. Two, three weeks. So every octopus you see swimming around has never had sex. Because they die right afterwards. Every octopus you see, all the octopus I saw doing the coconut trick, doing the trick-or-treating, all of them never had sex before. There's a whole species of virgins because after they do that, the guys die two weeks afterwards. And then after the mom octopus becomes pregnant, she goes into like a cove area and like lays all her eggs and stuff. But then... She's so protective, she doesn't leave that cove for the entire gestation period. 
which I think is like 60 days. So the, the dad octopus is already dead, dude. RIP, all his friends miss him. But the mom octopus is by these eggs being like, I got to protect these fucking things. But then she doesn't eat or do anything for 60 days. So then by the time the eggs hatch, she's her body's exhausted and dies. And that's the reason why octopus don't run the ocean. Because there's no way for parent octopuses to pass down any of those tricks or cool knowledge or any of the stuff they learn in their octopus life because they die before the kids are born. So every generation of octopus is brand new. There's no history. There's no history books. They don't have written language. They don't talk. You know, you know. So when new octopus are born, they're just like, holy shit, I'm in the ocean. And then they have to learn everything. They have to learn eels eat people because I saw my friends get eaten. And then it's just attrition. So by the time they actually make it to be old enough to mate, I mean, they just die. I also thought it was funny that, like, it, I don't know if I was an octopus, but I because they have to learn that they die after they mate. They, nobody tells them that. So if they're not the first one of their friends to mate, they see that, like, oh, dude, he fucking died right afterwards. And then I don't know if I would have believed that it would happen to me. I can't blame octopuses for going for it. Because if you've only seen, like, a couple of your friends die after having sex, and you're like, I don't know, I'm pretty in shape. I got, he fucking smoked, dude. Of course he died. He was fucking unhealthy to begin with. I'll be okay. And then you do it, and you're like, oh, I'm fucking sick. I'm going to die. God damn it. I'm, <laughs> I have no way to tell my kids about this. It's, it's really sad. There's no way to pass down that, like, you got to... You gotta learn from people. There's no way to learn. Mom dies after the kids are born. Dad dies right after sex, dude. R.I.P. And that's why octopus don't rule the world. I don't know if they would have gotten out of the ocean, but they definitely would have some sort of, like, cities or something. Thank God they don't have written language. At the end of one of the things I watched, they were like, there's a chance that octopus will become smart as, like, humans in the future. But I don't know. Unless they find a way to be able to, like, have sex and not die, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But they are a really fun animal, you know? And also, if they ever become as smart as humans, like, we're going to have that, like, Elon Musk chip in our head by then. We'll be, like, half robot. I mean, they're never going to catch up. It'll be fun to watch them, you know? If they actually do catch up, be like, ah, octopus are doing democracy now. I remember that shit. And then zoom away on a spaceship or whatever we're at at that point in time. Anyway, guys, I don't know where we've gone from here. I don't know. Episode 45. Octopus. Worst roommates of the aquarium world. I hope you like this one. It's a lot of nature facts. Again, this is not David Attenborough-level information, but I didn't mind it. I think it was an all right one. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with uh, Patreon, and then I'll see you all next Monday. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. I'll see you.